Welcome to Cautiously Optimistic, episode 50, a special live, live episode. What is up, everyone? I hope everyone is enjoying a lovely Tuesday night. I know we are. Uh, Jesse, <laughs> I think we've got to start it off with enjoying you, my man. Now, I think we've got to start it off with you now. If you, you know, maybe a first-time listener here, maybe just checking us out, Jesse uh, is a big Washington uh, football fan. Yes. Uh, and he, well... Breaking news. Know, yeah, he just got a new quarterback tonight, and we would like to know what he thinks, because it is a player that he has had a, uh, I guess, uh, rocky history with, as far as his opinion on him. So, goes. okay, yeah, what's the well, trade? Okay, well, we just, Alex Smith is now a part of my favorite football team, Washington, and uh, my history with Alex Smith is I... I love to hate on him because that's uh, our not friend of the pod, Josh's uh, quarterback uh, from the past. He's the Chiefs quarterback. Um, but the thing about it is, it's just like I don't, I don't hate his game at all. Let me get this yeah. straight. Um, but like, I think he'll be good. I think he'll be good in the offense. We paid him too much money. I was excited because it was a third round pick and a player to be named, mm. and that sounded fine to me. Yeah. That's okay. He'll be good enough. We're going to pay him less than we would pay Kirk. Um, then it comes out. We're giving him 23 and a half a year, which is what I was assuming Woo! we were going to have to give Kirk. Yeah. Um, so if that's the the same price, I'm not a fan of that. Then beyond that, we have uh, the player to be named. Yeah, this Let's, is the, the confusion on Twitter right now. Initially came out as uh, Kendall Fuller. Yeah. Then Kendall Fuller tweets... Not me. Mm-hmm. I've been told that it's not me. Yeah. And just as we were getting ready to go live here, Adam Schefter, mm-hmm. very credible. Normally, yes. Uh, has tweeted that it is indeed Kendall Fuller. So we're still trying to figure all that out. Um, Hopefully it's all figured out pretty soon. I mean, Kendall Fuller himself on Twitter was saying that he's on there trying to figure it out himself. So who knows? You know, we think possibly, you know, sources, our sources are telling us that the player to be named could be Stefan Harim. <laughs> Yeah, never yeah. Really that. That's friend of the a pod. Friend of the pod. So. Another uh, second time player to be named. Yeah, yeah. we figured career. it would just continue to happen to him. Yeah. So I think that'd be another fun little story for him. But but Jesse, if it is Kendall Fuller, what are your feelings about that? Then we lost the trade. <laughs> I we might have lost the trade by by we didn't lose the trade if it's not Kendall Fuller. What we did lose is the fact that we're we're paying too much money. He's thirty four. We're paying him entirely too much money. Um, that's the issue. If it is Kendall Floor, then we lost the trade as well. Because Kendall Floor is our second best corner. Behind one of the best corners in the league, Josh Norman. Like yeah. we can't we can't get rid of like that that's a terrible trade if that's what it ends up being. Um, and I might look distracted here. Both cameras. Um, I might sound distracted on the mic. It's because I'm constantly refreshing uh, to get any confirmation <laughs> on if it's Kendall Fuller or not. Um, and it's tough. Yeah, we'll move on, you know, I think as a Speaking on the kind of breaking news front of Twitter, someone who does that quite often, Darren Ravel, uh, maybe mm. on the business side more so of things, but he got to do a little uh, Twitter back and forth today involving the Heat and Rob Perez, one of our t- uh, Twitter favorites, and he now will be playing hot sauce at a Hawks game, which uh, I'm, I for one am very excited for Darren because Ravel Darren Ravel is going to play him. <laughs> He's going to get mixed up. I don't know if you guys saw it on, you know, it's probably on support. That's another thing I think we need to explain. I mean, yeah. I know uh, our friend Rob Schneider is in here right now on the IG Live. Uh, I don't think Rob knows who Hot Sauce is. No. So he's a street ball player. I think it really that's embarrassing. 
Got a great handle. I mean, he wasn't growing up watching the animal mixtapes. Who's tape not growing up watching the animal mixtapes? This is for the Atlanta Hawks, right? Yeah. So at like halftime or like quarter yeah, break, yeah, team yeah, it's not really going. Not doesn't have a lot of things going for them this year. So they have a halftime uh, entertainment with Hot Sauce, who they play random fans. Yeah. Is that correct. Yeah. Uh, and the last time when he came seconds. in, he, uh, yeah, you have to guard Hot Sauce for 24 seconds. Yeah. The last one that I saw was this guy talk trash to Hot Sauce before yeah. they started. Yeah. Hot Sauce responded by making him fall. Yeah. So <laughs> it usually never goes well for anyone that's going to guard people like that. Uh, you know, you've seen that scenario too many times. So I'm excited to see Darren Ravel guard him. Um, I don't think Darren is much of a basketball player, so I'm, I'm worried that he's not even going to try. Like he's going to like think of it as a joke, and he's going to go out and he's not going to like really like. I feel like you got to come out. With you have to, but I, yeah. Darren Ravel is not someone that I really trust and do anything right. Yeah, that's true. I mean. I feel like he always kind of messes things up, just like he messed up the story about the Australian meatpack snack. You know, yeah, he put uh, or ate it the incorrect way and was wrecked on like wrecked on Twitter basically for that. So we do have a slight, we do another slight Atlanta Hawks connection. That's Tyler Dorsey, of course. Mary yes, we're not the zone. Uh, getting some playing time again, but uh, yeah, this is episode fifty, as we said. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were playing Fifty Cent, but this is actually the Todd Coffee episode, oh, one yeah. of our yes. favorite players um, in Dodger history. Even though he only played for them for one year, and that was twenty twelve. He's just, I think, just a, an MLB icon more so. Than anything and I think really what it, it stems from is the way he ran from the bullpen so of course if you haven't seen it at this point in your life which I feel bad for you at this point if you haven't seen it go look up Todd Coffee intro watch him sprinted from the pen this you know 6'3 275 pound man going full force 100% sprint it's absolute magic it's just what you play the game for yeah Todd Coffee has always been you know I, I we've reminisced about coffee so many a time here many, many uh, times. just Watching Dodgers baseball in general, but uh, so we're proud to announce that this is our, yeah. our, our 50th episode, our one-year anniversary episode is the Todd Coffee episode. You know, when we were doing the research uh, briefly before the show, I think it took us about 20 seconds because mm-hmm. we found out Todd Coffee was 50. <laughs> what was, else could it be? There's no way we could go with anything else. So a big week for the podcast, as, we, as we've been saying, it's yeah. episode 50. That's where we're going live with you. We appreciate you guys for sticking with us and supporting us for this past first year of Cautiously Optimistic, and we want to, you know. Give uh, our thanks in a way, and that's the CEO mailbag. You guys sent a lot of questions to us this week. We really appreciate that. We're going to answer some of your questions in this episode. Mm-hmm. We're also going to play clips of some of our favorite guests, uh, our interviews of the past year yeah. as well. That's also going to be part of this episode. But for now, um, we're happy to have you here with us. Uh, thank yeah. you again for the support. And let's just get to it, man. Yeah. Let's start with these questions. So first up, uh, a friend that we actually met at the Shea Serrano signing, Jesse and I. Mm, yes. Yes, uh, do the Lakers still run this town or have the Dodgers taken a slight lead? This is an interesting question and it's something that I'll tackle. I think my answer is probably because I have a, a slight bias towards baseball. Slight? Yeah, so in my mind, I think, you know, uh, based on just how fans react to things and the excitement within the city, the Lakers having won five championships, it almost has kind of numbed the fans to a certain degree. So now that the Dodgers are very good again, I think it is slightly more so their town at this point, just because people get so excited. Like, opening day is a national holiday, almost, I feel like, in my mind, and especially in Los Angeles. You see so many people take off work. You see so many people just drop what they're doing to celebrate the start of baseball season. And I think even more so, especially coming off FanFest, which, you know, Jesse couldn't, you know, make it to, so you maybe you sure. didn't get to understand the vibe. Record crowd, 35,000 people at FanFest. That's what I'm saying. It's I love the turnout. It was great. At this point, you know, as much as I love the Lakers, and I think they will be, you know, back in contention and making this a very, very interesting conversation very soon, I think the Dodgers right now just have that slight lead, and people just love the Dodgers so much. They're begging for a championship, so... That's my opinion. Either one of you guys want to yeah. take it So, first of all, uh, if you guys missed it, Sully and I did have a wonderful <laughs> wonderful afternoon on Saturday at Dodger Stadium at FanFest. We met up with our friend Baseball Frank. Shout out Baseball yes, Frank yes. and Let's Be Frank Pod. Yeah. But to answer this question, 
while there was a great turnout and the Dodgers did make it to the World Series, I think definitely a lot of people are, you know, the Dodgers are on their minds now for sure. Mm. But I don't think it's quite happened where they can quite pass the Lakers yet. And even though the Lakers aren't, you know, a contending team right now, they still have all the headlines. Lonzo, LeVar, Kuzma, like they're still on national TV a lot. They still have that aura and that glow about yeah. them, and they always will because just the Lakers brand. It's, it's never going away really, even when they're bad. This just proves it because they're not even in the playoffs right now, and they're still, you know, they have seven million Twitter followers compared to the Clippers. We're not talking about the Clippers, I guess, but the Dodgers, you know, seven million to like, I don't know how many the Dodgers have, but it's just uh, the team is still popular, and the, the popularity is only going to get better, uh, I think, with the development of these young play players. So I'm not quite ready to put the Lakers over the Dodgers yet. Well. I will say the Dodgers are getting very close. I would agree with you there, Nick. I think that it is still the Lakers' town. Um, there's an excitement, I think, especially now that Lonzo has brought a lot of excitement back. I think even Brandon yeah. Ingram brought a lot of excitement back uh, a couple years ago. Kuz is, of course. And then you get all the, the, the dynamic between those young guys. They, they all like each other. They all have fun together. And then you bring Magic back. Like There's so much stuff that's, that just recently changed within the organization, whereas you talk about four years ago, we were just bad. Yeah. You know, now we're we're not great, but we have a lot of hope. And there's all this stuff, and everybody's exciting on this team. It's fun to watch them still. Um, and, and like Nick was saying, I mean, yes, they're they're not as good as the Dodgers, obviously. Yeah. And we just came off of the Dodgers making that World Series run, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But I don't I don't see like that happening. I don't. See, uh, of course, the same excitement. I don't see the similar excitement yeah. if the Dodgers were bad as there is excitement when the Lakers are bad. No, I think that's true. The one thing I will say, just leaving off, I think the way that this question was asked is if they run this town, the way that I look at it, the Lakers are a global brand. I think you had a good point with mm -hmm. the followers. Like having 7 million followers on any social media account. Two million. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah, 1.98 million. It's like, uh, you know, you just can't replace that. But specifically within the city itself, like the vibe of the city, um, I think the Dodgers have much more of a kind of like advantage at this point just because they're so good. I totally agree that the Lakers are, you know, a universal brand at this point and they are unmatched in that sense and the Dodgers don't have that going for them. But the Dodgers also do a very good job of marketing internationally. A lot of their players have international fan bases, you know, obviously from other countries and they do a good job of uh, kind of bringing in that fan base as well. So. I also think these next few months, and that's a great point, I think these next few months will also show, uh, help, will also help to answer this question because Baseball season is coming now. It's only 14 days till pitchers and catchers report. Woo! That's exciting. And the Lakers now, you know, it remains to be seen if they can get to the eight seed in the playoffs. And yeah. what is the development of these players going to be in these next months? Are they going to go to the whole tank mode like they've done the last few years? Or are they going to try to be competitive, yeah. try to develop some sort of structure with this organization and a vision? And yes. whether whether it, what form that takes in these next few months in terms of the Lakers against Dodgers opening day, season starting, mm -hmm. that'll be a good you know comparison to see. Yeah. So we shall see. I don't so. see them going into tank mode. Like I, I mean, because it's a unprotected. Pick. There's no, yeah. There's yeah. no way that they go into tank. Maybe they play bad. They're not gonna purposely tank. Uh, yeah, that was Andrew so. Laven at Lavenator One on Twitter. Let's just shout out their names so they can give them a little love for sending questions. The next one, Frank Talk LA, another friend of the pod. Um, have you had the Taco Bell fries? And we're gonna toss this one over to Jesse. He was instructed earlier by Nick to discuss his trip. To the Taco Bell Cantina at this point. Here at this point, so I think that's when point, I should do it here. This, this, this is when we, when we talked before, and Nick was like, hey, when uh, we talked about the Frank Taco Light question about the Taco Bell fries, talk about that time that you went to the cantina. And, and had then, the. And then I recorded a three minute video. Yeah. And then I took a bunch of photos <laughs> and uh -huh. then I sent it to Nick. And then we had multiple conversations where we discussed when we should post it. 
now would be a time to talk about that. I feel like, yeah, I think now is probably the best time to talk about that. Yeah, that Good choice. With this I question. Agree. I agree. This one right here. Yeah, because I was actually going to talk about what team I think runs this town when this yeah. question was asked, but, but when Nick brought it up, I figured, yeah, actually, that's a good idea. <laughs> I think right. I should actually do that now. Okay. So, yes, I have had the Taco Bell fries. Um, I had them in two ways, plain, uh, as they come in with the $1. Yeah. Yes, multiple $1, mm -hmm. I said it. Mm -hmm. Um... And good. They have nice seasoning on them, which I really like. It's not like a plain fry. Like no. Del Taco fries are delicious. Yeah. But it's just a plain fry. I like the and crinkle cut. Yeah, no, the crinkle is cool. It's a, it's a good fry. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I like that Taco Bell throws the seasoning on it. It adds right. a little extra vibe, and you can put it in that nacho cheese, which is delicious. When our boy Baseball Frank was here from the Frank uh, Let's Be Frank podcast that Frank Talk LA is also on, mm -hmm. um, we talked about the possibility of fries coming on the menu. Not only that, how it was a starter yeah. uh, to lead into Fries Bel Grande. Yes. And here we are. Yeah. Only months exactly later. Happened. Just months exactly later. Exactly happened that way. The Fries Bel Grande yeah, happened. We should be given credit for us as a you know a group, us five. But really, there was like not much talk this before we started talking about it. That's a fact. Yeah, that soon enough. Yeah. yeah. Soon enough. It comes out, and we're you know always talk you know tagging Taco Bell and things. So Taco Bell knows. I mean, at Taco Bell, they're yeah. really good with their marketing, and, and I think I'm going to take credit for it here. Yeah. Uh, not me personally. I'm saying the, the podcast along with Let's Be Friends podcast. I think we yeah. need to take credit for this idea. And what I want to know, you know, we we have video on Twitter uh, and Facebook and mm. and Instagram, all the places. Yes. But I want to hear from you. What was the vibe like in the cantina down there in Newport? Uh, one of the that's rare places. Yeah, one of the rare places question. you can go to get alcohol in a Taco Bell. Yes. And you obviously had the fries there. Just tell me about that experience. So the energy was great. It was yeah. a small Taco Bell. Like it's a it's a pretty small. It's probably the smallest one I've ever been in, honestly. Um, well, true. actually, of the ones that actually have a dining, because there are some Taco Bells that don't even have a dining room. Um, energy in there is cool. It's the youngest crowd I've ever seen in a Taco <laughs> Bell. We talked about this as well. Um, it, everybody's just having fun. We went for dinner, so it was around, what, like 6.30ish? 6.30, perfect time. Um, everybody's in there having fun. Everybody has a beer. They don't have the hard alcohol there yet, uh, which they're yeah. going to put in in apparently two weeks is what the guy at the register mm -hmm. said. Uh, so then you'll be able to buy your twisted freezes, that sort of thing. Uh, but the energy was really great in there. I, 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 it was more than I was ready for, honestly. I was really excited. It was impressive how young the kind of average age was. You know, it was mm -hmm. pretty much everyone in there, like from 21 to 26 was in there. It was almost okay. like a nice little happy hour session at yeah. Taco Bell. So it was lovely. I, you know, honestly, it's quite a drive from Los Angeles. Yes. Like, you know, people in Northern California, when I was up to school there, would ask like, oh, like, you ever go to Newport? I'm like, no, it's like an hour and 45 <laughs> minutes away. It's not close, but if you can't get out there, check it out. Have some fun. 100%. Some fries. I would highly suggest that. I Thank you so much for making the trek out there and doing this yeah. and experiencing this. Uh, so it's Newport and also uh, Vegas is the other Vegas. one? Vegas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So both you just close quick drives from LA. Yeah, just a real LA. quick drive over to Vegas yeah, uh, and, and enjoy that. <laughs> so okay. yeah. Thank you for that question, Frank Talk LA. Always appreciate it. Friend of the pod. And let's get to uh, a one of the... As soon as I saw this question, I knew it was going to be a heated topic here. This is going to be a fun And this one. is from uh, Frank Talk LA's co-host of his podcast, Let's Be Frank, Baseball Frank. Uh, this one is from the uh, group page of there, so we're just going to call it kind of their whole group deal. But start, bench, cut, Sully, Nick, Jesse. <laughs> Anyone want to start this off? Oh, man. So obviously, start bench cut. Yeah. Let's play on our new uh, yeah. uh, segment here. Oh yeah. And since I'm already talking about it, I may as well just start it off here. But this is tough. Mm -hmm. This is tough. 
I will say, you guys, so, yeah. out of all the times, you know, at, this podcast is a great podcast. We yeah. have a lot of fun on here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the brand is our podcast, yes. right? It, we we uh, want to put voices, radio show, podcast yeah. out into the world. Yes. I will say, I've done the majority of the producing of this podcast. Sully, you've done some as well. Mm, that's debatable. Jesse has done zero. That's true. <laughs> we can agree on that. <laughs> Jesse has done zero. At the same time, though, I will say Jesse is a very important part of the podcast. He's the only drive-through guru on the podcast. On the earth, in fact. Yeah, on the yeah. earth. Um, and Sully, you've done a wonderful job, kind of taking the reins as mm-hmm. the you know main host, leading us in, in and out of segments. Mm-hmm. So it's tough. There's lots of things we brought to the table here. Yes, yes. <sighs> you know what? I gotta be selfish. I gotta. I'm gonna start. Oh, no, you know what? I think I have to start Sully on this. Wow, appreciate I'm, I'm gonna give up, appreciate I'm gonna not be selfish, I'm gonna start Sully on this. Because, uh, you know, out of the three of us, he does have the most Twitter followers, and that has to count for something. Mm-hmm. Noted, <laughs> noted. And as I said, he- The push to a thousand, by the, the way. The push to a thousand is coming. Close. Follow him, Sully with three A's, right? Uh-huh, you three know. Y, three Y's, I mean. Three Y's, I mean. Um, I'm gonna have to bench. Oh man. Spit it out, man. I know you. You know deep down what you want to say here. So I know what I want to say. I know what you want to say too. You just say what you chest. I know I'm not gonna say what you chest. No, I have. I can't do it. I can't cut the whole fast foods or out of our podcast. Okay. No, I can't do it. It's a big part yes. of our brand. I can't cut it. So you know what? I'm gonna do the old uh, Japanese samurai like. Oh wow! Yes, yes, around. yes. That's the. I'll cut myself out of here. I'll come start up. bench cut you because you know Sully has enough of the production experience that he yeah. could theoretically take the reins if I was exactly. cut out of this. Mm-hmm. So I will cut myself. I'll bench the fast food uh, yeah. divine swine here because uh, although he does not really contribute to our social media presence yeah. or our production yes. value. I, I contribute to social some. <laughs> yeah, he is a, <laughs> that's rare. All right, so, anyway. So he is an important part, so let's bench him. Yes, that's fine. Uh, Jess, sorry about that. Do you want to go ahead? Um, I don't know if I'm ready yet. Okay, well I got you right here. So I'll start off, you know, I'm going to start Nick. I think just returning the favor there. Nick does so oh, much wow. of the uh, behind-the-scene work. I think that's great. Jesse, uh, originally, you know, I was going to bench you, but I think at this point, I, I think it's just time to send a message, you know. Nick and I had talked about having a... Uh, intervention. Yeah, an intervention episode for you <laughs> okay. about your social media use. And I think maybe this is just the time, essentially, to tell you you're cut right now, you know. And that's it's not a list that this isn't the end of the season, you know. No, I know. Things can change. Yeah, yeah. I could be cut. Nick could be cut. Anyone can be cut. <laughs> but right now, just you're cut. You're fired. Okay. Wow. Okay. I like hit that. Hit him with the cut. All right. All right. Well, um, so I, I, <laughs> this thing is, I had a reason. I had a reason. I, I know what I what my my breakdown is. Yeah. And I had a good reason. I already forgot it. So. We'll see. What uh, yes. It's okay. Go on. But um, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start Nick. Oh, I'm gonna you start guys Nick. Are too kind. Uh, him. Not only because <laughs> so his cheeks are rosier. Right not only I'm because he, he he does a lot of the production uh, and we know that um, does a lot of behind the scenes work for us mm-hmm. obviously uh, and he he takes a lot too you know like <laughs> when we get live here you know. There's no, you know, love lost. You know, we no. just we we really go for it. Yeah. And and I mean, not to say that we go out of our way to, because sometimes he throws the lob for us. No, he sometimes you just have to do it. Throws throws the you know, Josh knows about that. <laughs> yeah, our Josh, not friend of the pod, Josh. He's always Josh. throwing lobs for everybody. His enemy. Um, so it's that, and then I'm gonna go with 
you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna also cut myself. Oh, wow. There you go. Because I understand. I understand. I get it. Selfless. I, I, uh, I don't I don't produce as much as I'd like. You know I don't I don't do as much social as I'd like. Yeah. Uh, and, and I understand that. Admitting is the first. That's step. what I'm saying. So I'm gonna cut myself there, That's and big. then I'm gonna bench soul. That's good. That's where it comes yeah, down to. I'm really enjoying the bench. Yeah. This is nice. Yeah. Wow. There you go. We appreciate that. Let's, Let's be, be frank. Back to back, uh, back to back frank questions. Both great yeah. questions. So. Kind of a dick move to make us do that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, it. right? Anyway, Speaking now we're gonna, Josh. yeah, the most, the biggest enemy of the pod decided, hey, I can, I got time for five questions. So I guess <laughs> we're gonna handle that. We're gonna run through these. First yeah. one, actually, I'll give you a small amount of credit. Uh, you know, what would your last meal be? Solid one. Always kind of good to know. I'll start this one off if you guys uh, haven't thought about it as much. Mine would be two kind of like personal places I've gone many, many times. It would be Palermo's, this Italian restaurant on Los Feliz. They got like mm. pizza, the Caesar salad. My family has just gotten it over the years. Pretty much the same thing every time. Great pizza. I suggested. And then Tacos via Corona. Mm, the whole spot. The breakfast burritos. The best in the city. Um, in my mind. You know, Lucky oh, Boy. Wait, Lucky oh, Boy oh, is right oh, up there. You snuck that one in there, huh? I, I mean, we can have the discussion. I think the, the Lucky Boy burrito and the TVC burrito differ greatly. I think the seasoning okay. and the uh, way they're put together. Um, TVC just has its own kind of special brand with their own salsa as Lucky Boy does too. But those were, would be the ones that I would go with. Very good. Mm -hmm. For me, you know in our fast food flavor we have to exclude it and not because yes. it is the best. But if it's my last meal on earth, yeah. I have to go with it. I know it's not a you know flashy answer, but I'm gonna go with it. Usually my yeah. order is a double double, grilled onions, ketchup instead of the spread, of course. There ketchup instead, yeah, fries, and since it's the last meal, I'll get a little luxurious with it. I'll get a chocolate shake as well, and I'll also make it three by three because it's the last meal. But I'll have to stick with In and Out there. It's, I just can't go wrong with that. Yeah, I think if you were gonna have an In and Out type meal like that, uh, just the drink wise, I'd get McDonald's Coke too. I was actually that's wondering, a classic. I was wondering. Yeah, McDonald's has the best Coke. I was thinking, could yeah. I substitute the fries for McDonald's Absolutely. fries? Absolutely, In and Out burger. Yeah, why not? Okay, then I'm gonna yeah, it's your last meal. I, I would yeah. do that. Then. Go for it. I think that's great. Okay, yeah, I, Jess, you you, you kind of threw up a little uh, uh, precursor to, think, to yeah. what I was gonna throw in there because mine I, is gonna be the Lucky Boy breakfast burrito. I figured it would be that. Yeah, large Coke. Um, you already know what it is. Hopefully Ted is there yeah. to serve it to me. Yeah, um, because that's the only that's way. That's a big part happen. of the meal too. If you don't know Ted, well, I feel bad for you, but he was Ted. A, yeah, he's, he's not there anymore. In the window. He's Thank retired. You. So yeah, good lucky boy breakfast. That's a good one. Next question there. Uh, if I beat all three of you in a shooting contest to ten, can I be on the podcast? Fuck you, Josh. No. <laughs> um, no. Next question. What's the biggest L you've ever taken? Being your friend. Yeah, Is probably that... anything I've ever done with you. That's for you, Josh. That's the biggest L. Wow. You have one, Nick. Uh, I actually put some thought into this one. Oh, so okay. I, 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 I was just gonna tell a little story. Yeah, go for it. Tell us story. You. Um, it happened recently. I was thinking, what is the biggest L? Because I wanted to give people, you know, a good story here. Yeah. And actually, having kind of recently. So I'll try and make it quick. Mm -hmm. um, so when I worked for ESPN, you know, you get the Disney Disneyland free pass. You can yes. take a guest and yourself to it's Disneyland. Uh, or I so can, I thought. I can take three. Or, or oh. so I thought. Oh. So uh, and I, back in October, I was going to take Ana to Disneyland for her birthday. Uh -huh. Big Disneyland fan. So I was going to take her using my pass, use a guest, free Disneyland day. It was yeah. going to be lit. It was going to be great. Uh -huh. Get to the get to the t ticket stand. Forget my badge <laughs> uh, at home. So. Wow. Instead of free uh, Disneyland, that's a purchase. That's I'm purchasing one for myself and one for her. Yes, because it's her birthday. Yes. Oh, yes. And that's a quick, you know, rise yeah. financially right there. It's a two bill day. Two bill day on Disneyland. At least. Shout out Ana with the upside down smile on IG Live right now. Hey. Yeah. hey. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, but we had a wonderful day at Disneyland, and I was like, you know what? Good cover. 
We, we, did, <laughs> we did have a wonderful day at Disneyland, despite you know the the hole in my pocket there. But I was thinking, so that was, that's not the full L yet. Oh wow! The full okay. L was, you know, I want to do this right. I want to try again and like go in for free. And I was gonna yeah. take Annie again. Go, let's go for free again. Let's do it. Bring the badges time. This time, I'm rejected at the door again. Blackout day? Wasn't a blackout day. Oh. But apparently. I'm trying to find out why my badge isn't working. I go to two different ticket stands. Yeah. Eventually, I take an Uber from Disneyland to the corporate office, which was like two miles away, to find out what the hell was going on. Yeah. And apparently, this badge is only good for Disney World, oh, not Disneyland. Oh, that is tough. <laughs> that is tough. So that time, did not even go into Disneyland. Went out to Anaheim, got the bad news, turned uh, around back home. But well, you know, you take the L. And that's, that's my biggest out. Moving on, there you go. Well, that's good. Thank you for sharing with that. Uh, I think that's a tough experience. That's always a fear whenever I've gone down there with my badge, because I also have one. You yeah. have the blue badge, though. That's I've what got, I didn't have. You have the daddy badge. The daddy badge, badge. yeah. That's essentially <laughs> what that is. So, so, so if you guys want a free trip to Disneyland, just start sucking up to me. Yeah, there you go. Um, this question, another pretty good one from Josh, enemy of the podcast. Mm -hmm. If you named your kid after a Taco Bell item, what would it be? So if you named your kid after a Taco Bell item, what would it be? I had a couple that came to mind right away. Uh, Baja Blast Engels or Crunchwrap Engels were the two. Yeah, um, I, I mean the first one that I would think of yeah. initially is is you know the league obviously started Chalupa. Yeah, Chalupa, Chalupa Batman is the, the, the name of the kid. Um, I think I would go with Gordita because uh, it just sums up who I am. I think that's good. if I had a, if I had a, know? a daughter, I would go Gordita. Gordita. Yeah, so, yeah. That's Gordita. A, that's a great yeah. point. That was actually what I was gonna say. I was gonna give Gordita if it's a girl, and if she doesn't like the name Gordita as she grows up for obvious reasons, we can change it to Gloria. And if it's a, if it's a guy, Honestly, it just That's you nice. can shorten it to Dita, yeah. like Dita yeah. Vontis, you know, like there's Gordon Dita, Dita, you know, I don't know, if, whatever. But, if, but and if it's a guy though, you just go to Gordon, start off as Gordita. You can't change the no, name. this is not this is not how it's not the I'm question. This is no. the rules. No, with a base of Gordita, you can do some things with it, and that's my decision. It's wrong. All right, that's, All right. that's tough. That's another. Right. Uh, you can add that to the list of L's. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah uh, put that right above anyway. the other one. And then a final one from this scumbag. Uh, leading into a small discussion on this, who won the Clippers Pistons trade? And I think um, I think we can lead into the next question yeah. from Obi John Kenobi. This is from the homie John Mayer. Uh, at the fake John Mayer. Yes, and, and we're talking about John Mayer. Yeah. And so this, his question, his question was thoughts on the Clippers rebuild. So we can yeah. kind of. Make this into a and big discussion. Did they get enough the for Blake Griffin? One, did they get enough for Blake Griffin? Yeah. So that's all good. And then eventually, eventually we'll get there a little bit. So, yeah. do, are you guys dying to talk about this? Do you have thoughts right away? I think. I mean, initially, I think that the, I think the Pistons won. Yeah. I mean, when you get a Blake Griffin, and you know, I've definitely hated on Blake Griffin a lot in my mm -hmm. past. We all know that. Yes. Um, and I'm not really changing on that. Yeah. But, I mean, they get back Tobias Harris and uh, Avery Bradley. Yeah. Like. Avery Bradley's not great. Yeah, and he's he's good as the fourth player on your team, maybe. I Tobias Harris has never been good on a good team. Yeah. So we don't really know what he completely is yet on mm -hmm. a competitor. And he might be. The but Yeah. What are they doing? You the know? One thing, you know, listening to like I think you know, because Woj broke the story, I tried to listen to him discussing because he had a pretty good analysis of it last night on ESPN and a few different places. And he, you know, kept referring to Avery Bradley and Tobias Harris as like they got two starters back. You know, they got two starters back. And I was like, yeah, okay, there are two starters on the Pistons, you know, two starters depending what NBA situation they're in. Yeah. And there are two starters that if you're looking for a team that's going to beat, let's say, the Warriors in the finals, because that's essentially how the league works right now. They're not. Those are not two starters, you know what I mean? So in my mind, anyone in the league right now should be looking at how can we compete with the very top, and if you're not doing that, it feels like you didn't win as much. And when you trade away the best player probably in your franchise's history, at least top two or three, 
um, a guy that in the offseason you promised, you had a whole presentation about uh, convincing him to be a lifelong Clipper and his jersey going to the Raptors and a chorus That whole thing to him, is crazy. blowing up in his face right now. It's unbelievable that they would go through all that work just to flip it on him and trade him six months later. So you mentioned playing to win now and beat the Warriors, and that's like the bold and kind of yeah. justif justifiable thing to do. See, I'm going the other way. I think what the Clippers did is they did the logical, smart thing, and I can attribute this to probably Jerry West at the top who's thinking like this. Nobody, the Clippers, are, even with Blake, and even if they had Chris Paul, maybe, yep. they're not going to beat the Warriors right now this year, or next year maybe. The Warriors are just too good. Yeah. So why not clear this cap space, start rebuilding for the future. You have an expiring contract, Avery Bradley, who will come off. Tobias Harris yeah. has one more year. You know, potentially, you know, with all the LeBron to Lakers talk could also be LeBron to Clippers yeah. talk. I don't think it's going to be LeBron to Clippers, no. but they're thinking like that. And instead of going to, instead of, you know, buying and trying to compete with the Warriors, they're just going the other way. They're kind of not tanking, but saying, you know what, give us a few years. We're going to, you know, go the other way, get younger, get more flexible financially. And, yeah. that, and for that reason, I think it's why the Clippers have won. And so Blake Griffin goes to the East. Oh, you think they've won that trade? I think the Clippers won okay. the trade. I think Blake Griffin, that contract, he's going to be paid 34, 36, and then 38 million in the yeah. next three years yeah. on a team that is not really that great. Stan Van Gundy's already on a hot seat. You have... That is have, one like, of the coldest sports moves I've ever seen, though. It is cold, yeah. So Resigning someone for five years and sending him to Detroit on a team that's just floundering um, but, is, is, is brutal. But think about it, though. I mean, it is. It is brutal for Blake. But, you know, Blake... Yeah, it's more made, of a personal. It's a business. He made, the, just, he made the Clippers. Yeah. He was one of the most famous Clippers real, yeah. in franchise history. No, I, I agree with you, though. The, the move, you know, and they have really tried to phrase it as that this is not a rebuilding time. Like, they're yeah. just they're trying to stay competitive to a certain degree, and I guess, like... A little, yeah. You know, that'll depend over the next couple weeks on where, you know, DeAndre and Lou end up, you know, if they're still Clippers or somewhere else. Yeah. I think most signs are pointing to being somewhere else at this point. Um, the big thing, just, just going forward, is, you know, you just don't have a star in that team. Right? There's no real identity... And I know you have Jerry West, and I know you're looking at the future. The big talk on LA Sports Radio today was like, well, maybe now they go after LeBron. And I think I just want to discuss this really quick because, like, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, Los Angeles is, you know, if LeBron goes there and let's say they win a championship, that's, you know, a drop in a bucket of water. You know, it's, it's not a big difference. Whereas if he goes to LA, goes to the Clippers, he can be that guy that brings the first championship, be that guy. Um, and I just want to, you know, have a quick rebuttal to that because I think as much. Uh, as that may be true, where the Clippers could be a place where he could make another name for himself, going to Los Angeles, striving for greatness, as you want to call it, <laughs> and making his mark on one of the most stories franchise, a franchise that you two both just agreed is universally one of the most popular franchises ever, yeah. is a little more appealing to LeBron. Just on that note right there, kind of going forward from where the Clippers end up with this and what they've been trying to do. Oh, so you're you're doing a rebuttal against LeBron to the Clippers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just in general. I think, you know, because right. that would be the moves that they've right, got right, more right. cap space. No, I agree. They can release when, when Avery Bradley after the season. Right. They're re-signed Tobias Harris. There's still, you know, some shaking and moving that needs to be done to get under that limit to sign someone like LeBron. Yeah. But they certainly are in a better place. No, I agree. I, I, I tweeted when I went down, my question was, did the Lakers just become the best team in LA again? And right now, they're mm -hmm. only six games behind the Clippers in the standings, and they have a much more promising core of players yeah. uh, going forward. So yeah, I think if LeBron is eyeing LA this summer, and he's picking between the Clippers and Lakers, you know, Jerry West is appealing for that reason, but yeah. I think the, the Lakers core, uh, play competitively against the Cavs, and all that just... You know, it's the brand. It's, yeah, it's oh, LeBron, absolutely. So yeah, I agree with you there. I'm totally with you. Um, I just don't get why people... Maybe it's just so clear to us because we grew up here and we've seen the entire like length of the Clippers franchise, but there's just no appeal 
There's no. We're going to try to trade DJ and Lou Williams yeah, here too. I think, so that, that leads us to the next question: is, is where do we think Lou Williams and DeAndre Jordan land? Um, I you go Caps. ahead. Yeah, that's the literally the either one. Thing. Yeah. I think the one thing we could use both of them. I heard Brian Windhorst talking about this. Lou Williams is the second worst defender in the league technically, like by mm. defensive metrics. Which is tough because the Cavs are like a top or bottom five defensive team Which right now. But it still wouldn't surprise me because they were still bad at defense. They went and got Isaiah Thomas, who's also I mean, bad. Exactly. Well, that was probably part of the reason they made it jump from bad to worse. Yeah. But I, agree. I, th- I still think that if you could package both those guys, it wouldn't matter. Like they would take him because DeAndre would be the rim protector, an elite big man as far as it goes. You know, in the centers in the league, I think he still would be in the top ten. Um, and then Lou Williams is just instant offense, and they can always, the use, always use this in offense. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it's funny you mentioned Lou Williams. You know, he's had some funny tweets in response to his All Star snub, not oh, once but twice. Yeah, uh, and, and I guess the third time today. Yeah, and I had a hot take. Yeah. I had a hot take on one of our previous podcasts about who should be an All Star. You make a good point. The defense just isn't there. Yeah. You don't see him tweeting about that, right? So it's no, like, we do not. <laughs> um, but still, the league doesn't care about that, right? Because you know, James Harden has he has seven minute videos on YouTube of him not playing defense, yeah. Yeah. and he's still considered shout out James Harden in the league. For 60, 60 point triple double. Yeah, first time, is, first time. And that's something that's it's, as long as you're getting but, buckets, that's all that matters. But about the landing spots, I think more so the Cavs would be better for DeAndre Jordan because they've been yeah. looking for a rim protector all season. Tristan Thompson, they paid all that money and just hasn't been the same Tristan. You can blame that on whatever you like to blame it on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, Are you yeah. trying to say something? I might be trying to say something, but people can make their own decisions. Maybe he's just yeah. saying which chest. Um. He just went to the culture vulture squad. Yeah. And but just being ruined because of that. Say it with your chest, Kevin. We're moving on. Kevin, yeah. y'all won't even drop the name. Jesse wow. Rubble, known Kardashian supporter. <laughs> y'all won't even. There you go. At least someone said the name. <laughs> In your face, bro. That's your thing. I know you're watching Keeping Up every week. I know. I've actually been... never. No, I've seen like maybe two full episodes of Keeping line. Up with the Straight Kardashian. Line. But go on. Kevin Love broke his hand tonight. I think yeah. that's heard. He's out yeah. six to eight weeks. So that's a bad Tristan Thompson this year, and now no more Kevin Love. Who are their big guys? DeAndre fit perfectly right now for them. They're, they've been going so through so yeah, much bad stuff right now that they could use a guy like DeAndre to kind of solidify things. Channing Fry is brutal. Channing Fry, man. To a certain point. I mean, Shout out Channing Fry. You got the jumper, though. I mean, no, I love Channing Fry, but like, to the amount he's playing on that team, it's just like, that's not a competitive I'm not, I'm not going to hate on Channing Fry. He, I, I'm a road tripping podcast yeah, fan. Like, I think he's, he's funny. He's I like the dude, but I just think it's, he's been put into a tough situation. <laughs> he's, he's, not a, he's not a below. He's not that guy anymore. He's never has been. I mean, like, 2008 Suns, maybe, is like Channing Fry. Like, okay, you can be our fourth option. And now he's legitimately, like, the third or fourth option on the Cavs offense in the starting lineup. So Yeah, but like a Lou Williams, That's may, maybe the Sixers, like another veteran guy for him, or like another veteran presence, yeah, something and, like that. And just, if, I can't off top think of any other team that could use Lou Williams, like instant offense. Like if the you know, rich, rich trying to get richer, I would say maybe Houston if they could swing that. But I don't know really how they could do that. I, mean, I don't again. know how they could do that. Yeah, like Houston can always just keep adding shooters. You know, they added two last year. Yeah, I'm just, looking at, just looking at the standings here. It wouldn't. I don't think Oklahoma would do it because they don't need another, you know, ball I mean, dominant just, guy. I don't know what anyone has. Like maybe um, Portland, but they kind of are deciding which direction yeah, they want to go. Maybe New Orleans because Boogie's offensive place. Yeah. We'll they could see. keep him going forward, and they knew they're going to keep him under. Yeah. Another thing is Lou is a free agent after the season. Yeah, that's the toughest part. So I don't think anyone. It's going to be hard to get a fly on them unless you're a really elite team but uh, I think this last just closing on this whole Clippers talk on this trade I think mm-hmm. it is exciting to see that a big trade like this happen with a deadline only about a week away now I think a lot of other stuff yeah. will happen now like Donald it's Woj time yeah. like, put Woj on, yeah. on, get on in your, your text uh, alerts get in your bomb shelters absolutely let's go it's time you got a week you know it's worth it uh, next question 
For my man, Nick Martinez, the guy I went to school with, who uh, we went to a journalism conference together in Nashville. Oh, yeah. One of the okay. uh, best weekends, I think, in my journalism career deciding things. So shout out to Nick. He added in there, tell Sully Ohm and Michelob Ultra next time I see him. <laughs> Nick and I have an ongoing joke. We Snapchat Michelob Ultras to each other pretty much any time we see him. Got but it. in Nashville, we went out. And, you know, he's from the Bay Area. I'm from L.A., so we are familiar with whatever we're familiar with. And we go out, and, like, 85% of the people are drinking Michelob Ultras in this bar. And we're like, I've never had one of these in my whole life. It's crazy. Like, that's actually, yeah. like, it's such uh, a so thing. so true. And then we, we just started buying them. So we're, like, <laughs> we're going to fit in. So, uh, you know, that's the going joke we have. Nick wanted to know, you know, obviously, Nick is a big Giants, uh, you know, Bay Area supporter. Oh, I'm so sorry. They Nick. give him to we'll, his We'll, we'll, still, we'll, we'll still yeah, take the question. Know, he's a, 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 understands it. If y'all could be alive for one moment or watch one player in LA Sports history in the past, what or who would it be? This is a real good question. One moment is really tough. I think I think I know my player. I know both. I, I'll start it off and be like, my moment is going to be Kirk Gibson. I don't think that's, that's mine too. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to pick anything else for me. Just a singular moment in sports history. Um, I don't know. The other one I can think of is like maybe Kobe Jones winning the MLS title. Just kidding. Uh, big news. Are, yeah. we, big, are big, we making big. this before we were born? Because you said if we were alive, does that mean? Is this it like could be. I think. Born? I mean, I mean, like we were conscious for it. That's why I think Gibson. Okay. Yeah, that's like four years before. And then the player would have to be Magic. Yeah. There's. I just that was think my the Showtime well. Lakers. If that you could consider that an entire moment, that would be like the other thing. I was gonna do the whole moment thing too. 1988, because the Lakers won the title that year. And then a few months later, Kirk Gibson home run happened. Okay. Great. Yeah, so great, great year. 1988. That was just a few years before our time. Yeah. But. Uh, if we can consolidate 1988 into one moment, I would still pick Kirk Gibson. Yeah, pretty much I think that, that later 80s era of LA sports is the last kind of like dominant phase. If you want to talk about like reliving, I'd probably go back to like the Lakers championships with Shaq and Kobe. Maybe. Or, or the ones with Powell. Either one are fun. But I think those two, just because they're so prominent in history, you know, there's talk about so much. It would be pretty incredible to uh, be around for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so shout out Nick. Also, I just want to say Nick is a huge fantasy football guy, so that's you know sneaking up around the corner, only about eight months away. Is now. that what the uh, FF? Yeah. Wow, so if you need up, any, okay. uh, any fantasy up. football advice, <laughs> only eight months away. Start preparing now. Let's now, go. The Super Bowl is only a couple days away, but there's never too early to start looking at a fantasy football. Facts only. Find your next Alpha Camara. Let's talk to Nick about that. Uh, Nick, can we handle these next questions? Sure. This is from Anna, who I mentioned earlier on the podcast. Anna submitted several questions as well, so thank you very much. That's at HelloAna on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, Anna is Instagram a, plug. Nice. Anna is a foodie. No one else got an Instagram wow. plug. I wonder that that. How does that happen? Whoa. How do I get oh, an Instagram how plug? Do I, get I, I gave John fake the fake John Mayer an Instagram plug when that's not his Instagram now. Oh, is that from it Instagram? Is. It is, oh, yeah. that's why his Twitter handle is different. Than yeah. Whatever. Um, either mean, way. Really first there. question. Just saying. Um, bringing it back to the food spectrum here. Huh? What are your top three favorite condiments? And we yeah. briefly discussed this with Baseball Frank in that episode, yeah, but let's did. bring it back around a few months later. Has that changed? What are we thinking? So mine, uh, ketchup. Nick, uh, you know, quick shout out to you. I would also pick ketchup as one of my top three. I don't know if you're going to pick it for all three of yours or whatever. <laughs> um, secondly, well, I already do one, two, three. Rank it like top one, number one, number two, and number three. Let's, I, I, I would say I, just I, says I'm top just three. Top three, yeah. I mean, I don't. Know it doesn't say ranked. I mean, if also, we're getting technical, but totally, if you'd like to, you can. Yeah, it totally depends on what you're eating. Okay, well, I think sure. just the three I yeah. use the most. Ketchup. Um, I would say hot sauce as a whole, but like if I had to pick one going forward, I think the one that universally is good on a lot of things would be sriracha. Mm-hmm. Tapatio was right there as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It'd be hard to pick between those two. But uh, the third one is a very specific one, and that's Sweet Baby Ray's 
uh, honey chipotle barbecue sauce. Oh, wow. But any of them in that spectrum are good, but honey chipotle is my specific favorite. They have a couple of really good ones, though. I think they're better. Yeah, I would like to piggyback on that. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Sweet Baby Ray's. That is my barbecue, uh, that is my condiment of choice. Number two, though. Obviously, yeah. we know number one is we know ketchup. ketchup is. That goes everything. <laughs> but one of my favorite things to make at my apartment is uh, barbecue chicken quesadillas with the Sweet Baby Ray's okay. barbecue sauce. Yeah. It's one of my go-to meals, quick and easy. Nick's always loved like barbecue chicken things. Yes. Like the barbecue yeah. chicken, pizza, pizza CPK yeah. is the classic thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give you an insider tip for my friend Peter Miller. Shout out friend uh, the pod Peter Miller. He puts a little dash of sweet baby rays in his guacamole, which is probably wow. for traditionalists of guacamole. They're gonna get you know an upgrade right now because I know they like it a specific way. Wow, this is a maybe you could call a whiter version of guacamole. <laughs> Quote it's, it's still pretty tasty, I think. So if you okay. I can see you pondering right now. I'm pondering. Try it out. You know, it's you all mentioned... about finding the right ratio in that sense. Oh man, I'm ashamed because I'm pondering because you mentioned guacamole and I hadn't even thought of that. Guacamole, I, I was uh, was on my list, but I was like, is that a condiment or is that Right. like a dip okay you know? so we'll, we'll leave it alone for I now. don't think it, you know, it's like dude anything that costs extra can be a condiment that's true very know? very true so I guess my third condiment well this this sometimes costs extra but yeah. I'm gonna go with ranch yeah uh, I think it occasionally it, does but I'm gonna use any it. place that charges extra ranch is not a place I want to be right so I think that's right. fair but I think ranch can go on a lot of things as well so although I do like selective ranch charging at Lucky Boy when we were growing up they didn't really know that you was they, were, they would charge you for ranch <laughs> but like we were there every weekend so they would just give us they ranch. would just give it that was a classic yeah that was pretty fun yeah. so I got ketchup barbecue sauce and ranch right, okay so I'm just, gonna go uh, I, I think if we can do hot sauce as a whole yeah I'm gonna go there as well but I'm gonna go a little differently on my my go to my I think the one that Ranges the best in my mind mm -hmm. is uh, uh, Frank's. Okay, I thought you were, you love Frank's. Frank's right? I think that's what you kind of got introduced to. Also. Yeah, that was that was a that was a big introducer for me. Yeah, um, and they got a bunch of different ones. So they got like Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. Got Frank Frank's Red Hot. You know, is is a classic to me. Extra layer. Yeah, um, and then I'm gonna go with Chick Fil A sauce. Ooh, Ooh underrated. That. That's a really good. That's a yeah. good play. That's a classic because yeah. not only I mean, of course, it's good on Chick Fil A. But then, like you throw it with so many other things, it's, it's more versatile than you think. With ketchup too, and it's great. Yeah, yeah. you could do that. Yeah. Um, or hot sauce. And then, if buffalo is also included with hot, yeah, then I'll probably, uh, I probably have to go ketchup there. Yeah, you, know, you gotta it's toss hard. it. In. It's just too versatile. Buffalo is an interesting choice because buffalo, like I love the flavor of it, but it's very easy to have too much buffalo. More so than yeah. any other condiments. Like buffalo can be overdone so easily. That's true. And really take over something. That's the sort of it really can. Uh, next question here in this little four pack. Most delicious way to eat potatoes? Mashed, fr french fries, scalloped, are some options there. What do you think, Nick? I, I think it's an easy decision. It's french fries. Yeah, that, that's my. You, french fries are so great. They're, it's hard. I mean, it's tougher than you think. I, it's tougher than. Not I'm, not for I'm me. with you on just. I think, again, it comes down to the meal. You know, Thanksgiving with french fries wouldn't quite be the same. <laughs> um, but I also wouldn't be totally mad at that, you know. The accessibility I mean? of the French fries, and usually they're always good when you have them. I think the more so that could be said is that people haven't tried to make potatoes accessible in other ways. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. if you gave me a gogurt tube of warm mashed potatoes, which sounds a little suspect, <laughs> but could also be delicious. You know what I mean? Or like wow. we got like a, a potatoes au gratin stack in a Pringles type can. Just other ways to think about potatoes. I think people aren't you know being. Like I guess as inclusive with all types of to put like potatoes and how they can be become made portable, all these types of things. You know, maybe I just gave someone a great invention. I hope maybe. 
I don't know if if, uh, if that's a great invention. <laughs> the go the go potato. potato. I don't know if I would say that's it's probably least, the go to there, but it's innovative at the very least. Yeah, um, I, I think my favorite, honestly, like hash browns. I mean, no, sorry, I mean, hash, hash browns are hash browns are what I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna say yeah. French fries are great and I love them, but like too I easy. Not necessarily too easy. I just think hash browns are like they're so good and they're, I think they're a little more versatile than fries. Because I wouldn't, I don't know, I wouldn't put like I wouldn't put fries in a breakfast burrito, but I'd put hash browns in yeah, there. Yeah, because you never had a Cali burrito, right? That's weird. That's not a very popular. That's not a bre- it's not a breakfast burrito. That's How, just a like, different. That doesn't burrito. sound good to you. I think that sounds good to me. I'm sure there's a place that does it, like a breakfast Cali I think, burrito. I think like no, a Cali burrito is, is delicious. Don't I'm saying I'm definitely just saying there's places that they do breakfast versions of it. Probably. I think you're right though. Hash browns would be the other choice for me too. It's a very versatile thing. Because you're not and you're not gonna put hot sauce on your fries. Necessarily, I like mean, I'll let it. Like if I'm eating, like like when I eat my fried chicken, yeah. right? I'll put the hot sauce on it, and then if it Everything. dips down to my fries under, then it's fine. But I don't purposefully put hot sauce on my fries. I get you. I would mix it in like a, like a spicy type ketchup. But I'm with you. I don't like season. I also just don't like people that put ketchup on top of their fries, like just dump it on, freak me out. Quick, quick shout out to Lomo Saltado. According to uh, the Let's Be Frank pod over there, he says they do very good versatile fries. And things of that sort. There you go. For everybody who's just joining us, uh, thank you for, so much for joining yeah. episode 50, the live mm-hmm. episode here for our one year anniversary. Yeah. Let's continue with the questions. We are live on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. I see you on Twitter. I see you on Instagram. Not too late to ask questions. As well. Definitely not. Just throw your questions in. So, Unless your name is Josh, um, then I'm so, just going to ignore you. Yeah. The third true. question from Anna is uh, Do you think Kyle Kuzma has a legit chance to win Rookie of the Year? Yeah. I think this is, I mean, it's a yes. I don't see how you could say no. Do I think he's going to win? Probably not, because I think people are kind of in a love affair with Ben Simmons. Yeah. Despite the fact that he's kind of been down the last month it'll be a big test the second half of the season you know if he goes off I think there's a no way you couldn't give it to him Lonzo is honestly still in discussion too because yeah. it kind of comes down to that like the way that whoever votes on it looks at the game you know if you want to look at the more like well, the are they side, watching the game are they watching the games you know I think a lot of East Coast writers maybe not be up for those Lakers games those they start at 10 30 on you know yeah. New York and all that so that's tough Shout out Wob though, because you know he always is up, always getting the videos out, never sleeps. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see why not. I just think that he, this is something that you know, kind of coos that later on draft pick, that underdog top guy, not winning rookie of the year would be kind of within his uh, mantra of things. But it would only be more fuel going forward. So I honestly wouldn't even see, wouldn't even mind him not winning. You know, obviously it'd be great to have a Lakers rookie of the year, but to have him have something else to, you know get him fired up in the offseason or work even harder I don't see there's an issue with that yeah I have mixed feelings about this because as much as I love Kuz I don't think uh, you can put him over the production that Ben Simmons has shown um, you know he's had multiple triple doubles he's averaging you know 16, 7, 8 a yeah. pretty pretty well-rounded game there the thing I don't like about it though is Ben Simmons is essentially a redshirt freshman you know he's yeah, the whole always, year I mean, he can he should have been a rookie last year. They held him out because yeah. it's a process. If the so, Lakers got the red shirt all of their you know, first year guys, right, they better. Right. If Kuzma better. got a year under the belt, kind of learning from the sidelines, yeah. he might have even a better year. But Kuzma's up on the up and up. However, I think you guys are forgetting about Donovan Mitchell on the Jazz, who's actually the leading scorer among rookies. He's averaging 19 points per game, uh, 19-3-3. And three. he's just kind of like blown up and came out of nowhere. Yeah. I, um, and I mean, you can even give a shout to Devin, Dennis Smith because he could have yeah, been excited there too. to do it. But lots of, lots think, of cool dunks from Dennis Smith. Yeah. Hey, think, Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell got bounced too. Yeah. yeah, stupid bounce. I think just the thing that Ben Simmons does most is just how many categories he fills up. And yeah, just right. to love that, you know. Yeah. Having three and three following the points is going to hurt Mitchell going forward. Being essentially him and Embiid, the one-two on that team, 
Mitchell and the Jazz are not really going to go anywhere in the playoffs if they do even make it. So, and I think that has something yeah. to do with it too. Where like, I mean, you have Philly, who's like they're in the eye, they're public eye now with yeah, I mean, Joel and B, and they got these guys in there. Exactly. The process and things are fun, and like people are looking at them. People look at the Lakers because of all the reasons that we mentioned earlier today. Even. Yeah. Um, people aren't really looking at like Utah. You know, people yeah. aren't really looking at those really teams. You need to really stand out in so, those places. Like yes, yes, his numbers are good. Um, and maybe he's above Kuz at this point, but to answer the question, I do, I agree. I think Kuz definitely has a legit, yeah. especially with a whole half to play. I mean, if he even steps up his game, then he absolutely needs to be in that conversation with Ben Simmons. Yeah. And the fourth question already actually got answered today. It was, who do you think will replace John Wall in the All-Star game? John Wall is going to miss about six to eight weeks with a knee, in, a knee injury, yeah. and they replaced him with Andre Drummond, I think, Blake Griffin's new teammate. I think this is something I'd like to ask you, though, kind of rallying up that question. Do you think that spot deserved to go to Lou Williams or another player. I also don't know, can you, because I know they did the whole mixed draft this year. Did it have to be a guy from no, the No, you can just take my thing. Either, correct? Oh, really? So I don't know. I, was I, don't, I don't know either. Maybe. It was my understanding that it was like, you had to pick, if an Eastern Conference player goes out, you replace him with an Eastern Conference player, but you make a good point because yeah. they did the mixed draft. Definitely Lou should have been over Drummond. Drummond's good. He's having one of the best seasons, but again, yeah. you know, he's still a guy, very limited skill set. Yeah. You know, he can't really do anything outside the paint. He does have he does average close to four assists for a big guy, which yeah. is you know, pretty good for a center. And he has improved his free throw shooting. Shout out to those uh, virtual yeah. reality goggles. But um, yeah, I, got, I mean I that's a big reason why I saw people even when he didn't make it his first while they were saying he was a snub is because the fact that he did so much improvement on his free throw shooting, yeah, a lot of people think, were uh, upset that he didn't get in. I got two notes. First off, just on the West team, now that we have the All Stars and everything, Draymond doesn't deserve to be on that team this year. It's a joke. No, the 100%. Team. So the Lou Williams spot should, should be that one accordingly. And Nick, you don't want to talk about that because of your love affair with Draymond. But he definitely does not deserve to be on that team this year. I know Warriors Draymond fans will tell me, they'll tell you that he's the most important, most important player on the team, which is fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest thing I could hear. Huh. Like, the, the, you know, not, yeah. not that you're wrong. Like, the fact that anybody, even from the Bay, like anybody in general, yeah. to say that Draymond Green is the most important player on that team but yeah, with Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. He's the glue guy, if you want to say whatever it may be, but it doesn't mean he's an all-star. I won't spend too much time on Draymond, but did you guys see his comment about Brian Windhorst? Oh, yeah, it's messed up. That's, that, again, he goes down that, to like, why are we doing that? You can say, like, yeah, oh, he's pretty, a tough guy and you want him on his team, but that was pretty bad. He just no seems, he seems like a dick to me at this point. Yeah, yeah that, I really don't want him on that, team. that one kind of turned uh, me yeah, off. Yeah, uh, you know, and Chris it, Paul, though, also a consideration for that last spot on the West. I don't think he made it, right? One thing I just want to say, I, a lot hey, of things, I just want to say I'm going to flip it, kind of maybe play a, milli, a little bit of an outside-the-box the thinker here. You got a guy in the Eastern Conference with all-star numbers. Blake Griffin, <laughs> just saying, he hasn't played a game yeah, yet. Technically, in the Eastern Conference, do that. I'm just saying he's in the Eastern Conference. Got the stats. That's just one way to think about it. But yeah, also game is it is what it is. Um, Paul George probably also going to be up for consideration. There. He got in. He oh, made yeah, it oh, over uh, LeBron uh, Boogie. Boogie. Yeah. Oh yes, I forgot about that. Yeah. And shout out, I guess Boogie is such a sad situation. Dude. Yeah. I, mean, I guess felt about that. We really get a question, but I was pretty upset because I think he was that team was making. Uh, was striving yeah. kind of uh, towards the right direction. Mm-hmm. Terrible timing. He probably played his last game in Pelicans jersey because he's a free agent. Davis yeah. is probably going to leave because they're not going to be good anymore. So yeah, we'll see. A tough time for them. The you know, Smoothie King Center is going to be a sad place next year. Despite <laughs> um, the fun name. Yeah, despite the fun name. Um, <laughs> who knew Smoothie King had that kind of money? Right. <clears throat> uh, so final questions here are from my little brother, Archie. It's Archie30 on Twitter. Um, and the first one is, are the Cavs done or finished or not? Mm. I think this is an interesting one. Um, and I think this goes back to what we talked about earlier, the Lou Williams and DeAndre Jordan. I think 
they are not done or finished just because a trade is imminent within the next week. I don't think there's any way that they make it past the deadline without moving and shaking in some type of way. Um, whether it be DeAndre Jordan and the Williams or one of the two or maybe Anthony Davis if they can really get a deal going. But either way, the Cavs are a pretty sticky situation. So um, will they win the championship this year? Probably not. Will they make it to the finals this year? Looking less and less likely with how teams in the East are playing and how dysfunctional they are. So Pablo Torres tweeted this uh, and then retweeted it at a certain time in the NBA season every year, I think for the last four years at least, where he says, there comes a time in every NBA season when you think about selling all your LeBron stock or whatever team that LeBron's on stock. Pro tip, don't. Mm -hmm. This is that time. This is that time when we're like, ah, is LeBron going to get there again? This is also that time where maybe not. Like, yeah. the only issue is who in the East can beat them in a seven-game series. Soon come, you know. Like, you know, yeah. we're, we're like we're still a few months away, obviously. Especially yeah, now that John Wall's gone down, so he's gonna miss time. Yeah, like, like how's he gonna come back? back? Exactly. The only thing is the Celtics. Like, yeah. And then, but then a seven-game series, who knows? And you could say, I mean, Toronto's, Toronto's playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, Raptors but, are playing well. Yeah, they just but they're the Raptors. Get to that point. Yeah, they just get to that point. They can't get over the hump. I don't trust them. I'm just having flashbacks. We had the same exact conversation in the same exact room last year when the Cavs were struggling. Yeah. And different team, obviously. Uh, this time it's worse. But and Kevin Love hurts a lot. Kevin Love is out. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas is not himself. It's clear, you know, the injury has taken a lot out of him. A lot of his important attributes of his quickness and everything. Yeah. Um, Tristan Thompson, shell of his former self as well on the boards and rebounding yeah. and defense. Not because of Chloe. <laughs> not because of Chloe, I guess. Uh, so this team is really kind of struggling. You've seen the reports from Dave McMenamin and guys who are like really embedded with the team yeah. saying this isn't like normal. At the yeah. same time though, I, can't, I just can't go against a LeBron team in the East and yes the East is better we said Toronto Boston yeah you know Washington not so much now John Walla but it's just too hard for me honestly isn't even that much better it's just it's yeah. the same three yeah. teams and, I mean, and I think you made a good point as well I foresee a trade so they're gonna try and do this but if they don't do it as I've said before you know wouldn't be the wouldn't be that mad if the Cavs crash and burn and LeBron wants to get out of there. Yeah, I mean, as far as Lakers, uh, like the <laughs> Lakers lens of this whole situation, that would be fantastic. For yeah, us. Like, we want this to go pretty much as bad as possible, which unfortunately kind of means another Warriors championship. I think that is looking more and more imminent at this point. I think that's gonna happen anyway. That's what I mean. Like, no matter who comes out of the East at this point, I don't think anyone's good enough to beat the Warriors, unless it's maybe like. The Rockets. I think someone. Yeah, no, I don't think anybody in the East wins it anyway. It would have to be the West, a team in the West, and I don't know that. And that's a whole other conversation about should the playoffs be reseeded with just record instead of conference. Yeah, and that's. I think it totally should go that way. Whereas, like, you got four and four, the top four from each conference, because usually those are going to just be solid teams no matter what. Rare that you have a four seed that's bad. Although the East has managed to accomplish that in the past. Yes. Um, and then you just have the the best eight teams after that, because then you'll probably have to split like six two West East. The Western Conference Finals this year. Probably is going to be Rockets Warriors, and that should be the finals matchup. Yeah, honestly. it should, and you could make an argument for a couple of the teams in the West if they get hot in the second half too, yeah. and, or even just like a one move away from having another kind of super team. So we'll see. Uh, it'll be tough for the Cavs going forward, but like you said, I think we all know. I think the playoffs yeah. are just whatever the Western Conference playoffs are. That's the yeah. that's the playoffs. Exactly, exactly. Um, so. Our next question from Archie right here is, are the Brew crew for real? A couple big offseason moves for them. You know, a nice year where they just kind of ended up just short in the NL Central last year. 
Uh, what are you guys think? Let's go, Nick. Do you have something first? Yeah, uh, definitely interesting moves. You know, let's yeah. see. They got Lorenzo Cain from uh, the Royals free yeah, agent. Christian they got Yelich. Yelich from the Marlins. Marlins completely done selling. Or, never, never going to be done selling, but they've completely yeah. got their team, and that's actually reason for exactly. why the player they're talking about potential strike. That's a whole other conversation. Mm. Um, who else do they get? They got some good, uh, the good prospects from the. Uh, yeah, I mean they the, they got a couple different things. You know, adding the sorry the Marlins they got the prospect for Yelich, right? Some exactly. Good prospects. Um, I, I think the biggest thing is they just have that core turn from last year. Yelich and Kane, the top of the line is going to be big. Travis Shaw had a pretty good year last year. Ryan Braun is going to do what Ryan Braun does. Eric Thames is going to be really the wild card. Do you mean like doing steroids? Uh, who? Ryan Ron? Ron? You said Ryan Braun's going to do what Ryan Braun does. I mean, we can go into this uh, conversation if you want and get deeper about players using steroids, but really shouldn't matter at this point because a lot of players have done it in the past. I'm still just not... The only thing holding them back see, is the pitching. Yeah, that's the one thing I was going to say is that the starting pitching is going to be the biggest thing for them. They had some good young guys Zach last Davies, year. Zach Davies, Chase Anderson. Yeah, Zach Davies is like a little kind of like righty thumber. Yeah. He was obviously actually had a really good season last year, especially against the Dodgers. He had a lot of starts against them. They Guerra, signed, yeah, Guerra yeah. had it sort of. Junior yeah. Guerra was a very kind of good young guy, but he kind of fell off hand. last year a little yeah. bit. Um, um, Giovanni Gallardo would be great. Jimmy like Nelson, he had the, he was having a great year, and then he had the, uh, yeah, was it the Tommy, Tommy John? John exactly. Yeah, exactly. So they have dudes definitely. I think um, the pen is going to be another question. They added a couple guys, Boone Logan and Matt Albers are both pretty good guys. I think they will have an impact. I, will they be able to compete with the Cubs? Right, that's, that's a big question. Um, the Reds are kind of down right now. Uh, everyone else Pirates is obviously there. down. With they sold everyone, out. yeah. Um, so I just don't see why they couldn't kind of make a run there in the Central because usually the Central uh, is like a big kind of jumble of teams there, especially the top three. So I really think this year would just be those two. And well, can they beat a team in the West for the wild card is the next kind of question. Last year everyone was kind of saying, this team is arriving too soon. You know, they're arriving prematurely for their rebuild. This is supposed to be a rebuilding team, but they're competitive. Obviously, yeah. they fell off a little bit at the end of the year. But now, they're kind of back, you know? They, they have that young core, and they've added some good veterans now. And who knows? Why can't they compete with the Cubs? Like, yeah. They, if the pitching oh, totally. holds up, if the pitching holds up, the Cubs team to beat NLCS. But I think the Brewers present a great challenge, and I'm excited for the season to have that competition in the NL Central. Yeah, yeah I think it'll be fun. Um... Jesse, any thoughts on that? Can, you know, the Brewers, I know. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I think the big thing with the Brewers was that they, they were leading, I don't know if you guys were saying this, I was working on the IG, uh, yeah. the, they were leading the, their division so, yeah, for, at the also break, they were. for the majority of the season. They so, were. like, you're going to add a couple of really good players? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, we'll see. I think that'll be For real is in winning a championship? Maybe Probably not. Yeah, but for real is in winning that division? Yeah. yeah Contending we'll for the division. Yeah. yeah, it all comes down to next offseason. Whoever gets Bryce Harper is going to have the, uh, the big upper hand yeah. compared to anyone else. So, we'll see. Those are all the questions we got, guys. We appreciate you submitting everything. Everyone that submitted a question, y'all are homies. And we appreciate yes. you rocking with us for the first 50. We got a couple of our favorite moments coming up. Some of the interviews we've done, some of the interesting topics we covered in those. So stay with us right here and check those out. Thanks for all the questions once again. Yeah, I'm just going to echo those sentiments. Uh, it's been a honor and a pleasure giving this podcast out to you guys for this past year 50 episodes we feel Ooh. very happy about that uh, whether Ooh. it's in the eagle rock studio the silver lake studio some altadena studio time whether yeah. it's in, at usc we, we've been yeah. grinding for you guys uh and we're happy to continue to do this here's to another 50 episodes absolutely and just to light, leave you guys with this we got some hot hot episodes coming up some big time guests hot extra fuego Woo! so stick around you guys are going to want to see this only on the up and up and keep your eyes peeled for more cautiously optimistic little mama show me how you move it
put your back into it. Do your thing like it ain't nothing to it. Shake, 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 shake that ass. Go, go, go. 50 in the house, bounce. Y'all already know what I'm about. The flow sounds sick over Dre drums, nigga. I ain't stupid, I see doc. Then my dough come quicker. Whoa, shorty hips is hypnotic. She moves, she's so erotic. Watch, I'm like, bounce that ass, girl. I get it crump in here. I make it jump in here. Front in here, we'll thump in here. Oh, so gutter, so ghetto, so hood. So gully, so grimy, what's good? I tried to bend on dubs, I'm in the club. Love don't stop.